This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Derek Hunter is with us. And Derek, is, Derek, how are you this morning? Ugh. That good. No, a, one of my damn cats bit me yesterday. I picked him up wrong or whatever, the old one. Just bit me. So I'm on antibiotics. The finger's all swollen. Quite a pain in the butt. Wait a minute. The cat bit you. Wait, it's not just the usual bite. I mean, it bit, it drew blood. Oh, yeah. One, uh, my middle finger on my right hand, both sides of the uh, tip were uh, punctured. And you had to go get a shot for it. You had to get antibiotics. shot and uh, antibiotics. I thought cats were supposed to be so clean. You don't really want to be bitten by anybody, I don't think, James. But uh, thankfully, my best friend is a doctor. And I called him, sent him some pictures. Because, uh, you know, I, I immediately washed it. I immediately soaked it in peroxide and immediately soaked it in rubbing alcohol. And like thought I'd sterilize the hell out of it. But then uh, throughout the course of the day, it started swelling. And so uh, it's pretty ugly right now. I've only had one pill so far. Not due for Where's another nine. But so... My friend's like, yeah, no, I'll call in a prescription for you and go get it. And when was your last tetanus shot? I'm like, when was the last tetanus shot for anybody? <laughs> so I got a tetanus shot, too. So where's the cat? Smugly cleaning himself downstairs. I, I thought maybe the cat would be outside by now. No, the cat's 13 years old. And, oh, so that's an excuse. Uh, yeah, well, the girls have been ordered not to touch him. Not to try and pick him up or pet him. I don't know. He's been kind of cranky lately, so just part of age. We'll see. Yeah, I hope the cat's okay. Maybe it's time to I'm take sure the cat. For, when's the last time you took the cat to the vet? The cat has to take to the vet. You want to create more hours in the day. It's been one day. Probably go on Monday. Right now I'm more concerned about this being able to bend my finger again. Is your cat a Democrat? Is he kind of ticked at you for everything? Is, is he like, I don't know. He's kind of cranky, so it could be Biden fan. Who knows? Yeah, okay. I was about to say, this this story that Fox published last night at 6.02 p.m., Derek, mm-hmm. this thing should be front-page news everywhere. And, of course, it's not, and it will never be. Hunter Biden linked account received five million dollars days after Hunter left that threatening message that he was sitting there with to the to uh the, this the his Chinese contact. Right. That he's sitting with his dad and you guys better shape up and honor your agreement. Otherwise he Hunter Biden's gonna I'm of course paraphrasing gonna make your life hell and uh, your and his dad is right there, and and everybody we know will be called in. The, and amazingly, after after that threat, five point one million dollars from a Chinese firm 
shows up in a bank account linked to President Biden's son, Hunter. I threaten you nearly every day via text message, James, and nothing has shown up in my bank account. Nothing. Exactly. You haven't even sent a pizza to the house. That's how disturbing it is. Now, I tell you, it's a Fox News story that Fox News reports it great. But Ken Vogel, who covers the administration for the New York Times, tweeted 16 hours ago now. He tweeted, quote, within 10 days of Hunter Biden's WhatsApp message to the Chinese official associated with CEFC, the Chinese energy company, a CEFC subsidiary sent two payments totaling $5.1 million to accounts linked to Hunter, according to records cited in the Senate GOP investigation. Then he has a link to the Senate GOP and a screen capture. That's it. Why is there no... New York Times story. Is there a New York Times story? You got. This, I didn't see a New York Times story today. I didn't writing see a thing. for the New York Times, and that he, he he thinks it's big enough news to to say that it exists, but instead there's no story. It's just you know it's kind of a Republicans, according to Republicans, a Republicans pounce kind of story. Where is uh where where are those guys, the Woodward and Bernstein guys these days? <laughs> I'm just axing. I think the worst thing to happen to journalism was Watergate because it led to a whole bunch of people who wanted to be famous, who wanted to make a difference. You hear it all the time. I wanted to go into journalism to give voice to the voiceless. That's not the job of a journalist. You You should never get hired as a journalist if that's what you want to do. But that's what they all do. They all want the book deals. They want to be portrayed by people who are way better looking than them in movies. I mean... Carl Bernstein looks like a bridge troll, and yet he was portrayed by Dustin Hoffman in the movie. Um, and he made a ton of money. And I'm not even sure he contributed all that much to the war. I think it was mostly Woodward doing the work there. But they both got rich off of it, and a whole bunch of people said, ooh, now all we got to do is take down a president. And then that became, i got to take down a Republican president. If you take down a Democratic president, you have to prop up Democrat presidents. So. It's just a, a disaster. The people who went into be activists became editors, and that meant that the next group of people were even uh, easier and, and had an easier path to be uh, activists. There was a time when an editor would hold people accountable. They're like, you can't. First of all, this is opinion. Secondly, you don't have the story yet, and now you get stories where like one guy who uh, cleans the bathrooms told me. Uh, allegedly, and even though everybody involved, remember the uh, D-Day anniversary story out of France where everybody involved denied that Donald Trump didn't want to go to Normandy because it was raining, and he said, well, I don't care. These guys died for the country. What kind of idiot died for the country? Everybody involved, and people, including people who hated Donald Trump, said this didn't happen. But Jeffrey Goldberg over at The Atlantic said, yeah, but I got a guy who Pinky swore to me that it was true, and that's good enough. You used to have two anonymous sources, two independent anonymous sources, where you'd write anything that was not credited directly or you couldn't prove directly. Now it's just I heard it through the grapevine, and I got a pinky swear, and it's all good. Well, so in addition to this now money sitting in the Biden account, which to me is just 
If you want to look at a circumstantial case being built, this circumstantial case is being built by Republicans, and the DOJ doesn't seem to be the least bit interested. No. If you look at the White House press, they're being questioned on it now, which is different. Yeah, they got questioned about it on Friday. We'll see if they're questioned about it again on Monday. A lot of times they'll say, well, we we did it. We we asked questions. There's no point in circling back. We've already checked that box. Just like they'll eventually report on some allegation against Democrats, but they'll no matter how much proof there is, they'll do it under the Republicans accuse, the Republicans pounce, the Republicans insist. And then they ignore it for the rest of eternity. And somebody says, hey, you, you haven't been covering this story. Like, what are you talking about? Six months ago, we wrote a story about how Republicans are trying to pounce. We did it. There's been no new developments in there. And it's amazing what you can't find when you don't look for it. So it, this is all part of the Kabuki theater here. All right. Now, again, this message, and I want to read the message. The message that was released that came from Hunter Biden his text message to his business partner, Henry Zhao, for not fulfilling his commitment. (laughs) Commitment. I'm sitting here with my father, and we, me and Joe, me and the big guy, we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. And he went on to say, and Z, if I get a call or a a text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. <laughs> I, this is unambiguous stuff. Well, look, it it's, was always... It, a, I don't understand. Uh, unless he's lying argument. to his... It was always a ridiculous argument, James, when Joe said, I never discussed uh, any business, any overseas business with my son or my brothers or nothing like okay i, I believe it you're you're a, that you're a horrible father i would believe that you're like you don't care what your kid is up to you like, i'm not going to bother asking him he's got he's got problems and you just kind of ignore him but i never really thought when it involved money, you you just know what your kid is up to you'd know what your kid is up to you'd ask your kid even in a passive way so how's business how's things how's it and Joe denied it like I never in a million years. I would never take an interest in my son. He's not Bo. And uh, Bo was the only child I ever loved. That I kind of believed. But now the Washington Free Beacon has discovered that famous picture of Hunter rolling around in his dad's 67 convertible was uh, with two other oh, yeah. family members was taken on that day, the day of that text message, which means that Hunter was in Delaware, was in Wilmington, was at the house where the, in the garage where the classified documents were parked, and uh, they don't know. They asked the historic Karine Jean Pierre yesterday, "Did uh, was Joe there in Delaware that day? Like, because they would have his, they would know where he was on that day." 
And her response for about a good solid five minutes was, well, "I'm just not going to. I'm just not going to comment on that right now." And uh, I haven't talked to the. I haven't asked him about that. That's another good indication that you don't ask questions you already know the answer to, but don't want to officially be informed on. And so they're a little bit concerned over there at the White House. And like I said, and and the other answer that she kept giving, I refer you to the special counsel. He's already answered the question. Right. So one of the reporterettes. They actually asked KB, KJ, whatever. So refresh our memory. What did the council say? No, well, I refer you to no the council. No, you no, I'm not. <laughs> she would not read the special counsel statement. She look. They know. They know that if they get the visual of her even reading a statement, I mean, half of what she does at the podium is read a statement out of that three ring binder. Anyway, then it then it elevates it. You don't give them that that video. They refuse to do that. So it wasn't by accident. They know what they're doing. People holding her strings All right, well, know what they're doing. But we'll see. We'll see if they still care on Monday. Crystal we'll ball. see what happens tomorrow. Crystal ball. Well, no, cr- 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 crystal ball. Mm-hmm. Is, is this now starting to reach the point that you can't just keep stalling and saying, we don't know, we don't know, never happened? Uh, uh, talk to somebody else. We're not going to answer questions. Ha, it, are the events of the leaked information coming out, the whistleblower, the scrutiny that's being paid to Hunter because of the guilty plea with a slap on the wrist for evading what some people report is almost $2 million in taxes, others $8 million in taxes, is all of this starting to rise to the point that it can no longer be just sloughed off? I can't answer that until Monday night or Tuesday night, depending on whenever. If, I don't think they'll hold a press. If if it's on the Sunday shows tomorrow in a even semi-serious way, and then there's another press, the next press briefing, whenever it is, and it wouldn't be surprising if they just skipped one on Monday to try and give it more distance. Does the press go back for another bite at the apple? That's it. The Look, the New York Post and Fox are going to ask some questions about it. James Rosen over at Newsmax will ask some questions about it. Otherwise, if if it's not their allies in the press who at least maybe don't press it, maybe don't go full court, but kind of casually don't let it die. Friday was different. It was a Friday, too where they were like following up like he has a good point why don't you why can't you say that? if that doesn't carry on if the editors get a chance to talk to their reporters and say look we don't we don't know anything we don't want we don't want to go down that rabbit hole cuz normally they would have dispatched and assigned a bunch of reporters to actually do some journalism on this sort of thing do some digging but they don't when it comes to democrats so they wait for somebody else to discover it then they reiterate it and then they ignore it We'll see if they come back to this thing. I, I I can't imagine, like at a certain point, just for the sake of not looking like clowns, they they start to do journalism on occasion just to save whatever tiny little bit is left of their reputation. I don't know that we're there yet. I don't know that we're there yet because it's been how long of them talking about how this is nothing. Leave poor, sweet, nourishing Hunter Biden alone. Oh, it's just a father and son. They love each other. What do you, 
So now you're getting more and more information. Everything on the, the Biden laptop. He says a lot of prostitutes, a lot of drugs, a lot of talk about money laundering and, and seemingly being a, a an unregistered foreign agent. None of that has interested them so far. So we'll see if this manages to have some staying power. I'm I'm not optimistic. I'm hopeful, but I'm not optimistic. All right. James Goldwyn, a.k.a. Sturmy. It is our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Your call is going to be part of today's program. We've got... Later in the show, America's Small Caffeinated Mom. And we've got so much good music, good vibes lined up for you this morning. On this day, June 24th, 2012. Billboard.com named this song from Olivia Newton-John, released in 1982, the sexiest song of all time. I will take issue with that, but that's Billboard. We're coming back in a minute. Don't go away. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno. He's your numero uno. The Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. Nineteen seventy-seven, 24th of June. This one went to number one on the charts. It's the Jacksons, uh, no longer the Jackson 5. This was off their first Columbia release after they left Motown. Gamble and Huff producers. So the Philadelphia sound meets what was Motown. Motown. 
kind of a laid back a groove. Michael and the brothers. Derek Hunter is with us. It's Saturday morning. I'm glad you're here. First cup of coffee. Enjoy that with us. So, Derek, we had the cat fight of cat fights on the floor of the house this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had MTG and uh, uh, Lauren. Is it Lauren or what's her first name? Lauren Bobert. Yeah, yeah, Bobert. So MTG calls her the biatch. You're 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 a, what does she call her? You're a little biatch, and uh, the cat fight happens, and then MTG goes out and tells some press group, "Yeah, nobody likes her." You know, we're in this area. Nobody likes this woman, okay? Because apparently uh, MTG felt slighted that Bobert had pushed her own impeachment resolution up, and she copied her. And so, uh, Derek, do you care? No. Washington, D.C., James, is high school with paychecks. You'd think people grow out of this sort of crap where you're like, oh, let's sit by the locker and I'm going to show you what for and we'll give you a sw-. No, they don't. They just make money doing it now. That's all it is. And it's, that's why the, everybody has uh, their own version of a bill. This, you want to know why things don't get done? It's because there could, somebody comes up with an idea for a bill and everybody's like, you know what, that's a good idea. It's very necessary. But rather than just get on board with this and get it done, I'm going to introduce my version of it. It's going to be slightly different because the legislation is going to have my name at the top of it rather than that because then I can go and campaign and say, I introduced the bill, I led the fight, I championed the cause, whatever. And they don't actually get things done in any timely manner because they're too too busy worrying about getting the credit. I don't know, you know, if it was a direct ripoff or whatever of the articles of impeachment. I just know that that there should be a lot of things where there there are a lot of things where you kind of have the uh, how can I put this in a family friendly way unit measuring <laughs> unit, unit measuring contest but that probably shouldn't be one of them and yet it is because everything is well I mean first of all I don't I, I have tried my best not to disparage either of these women. Mm-hmm. I've seen they MTG. They do a fine enough job on their own. Just point out what they're doing. Right. I, I, I've seen MTG at hearings, and she's been effective. But then you get this kind of stuff, and you get this Bobert woman. I mean, every other week she's in the news for something, mm-hmm. and it's usually not good. Yeah. And and then I say to myself, well, what's the point of the impeachment measure? I got a guy here that calls the show almost every day that he can from Indiana. We need to impeach Joe Biden. We need to impeach Joe Biden. And and it's like, this is political stupidity. Why in the world would you impeach Joe Biden? Uh, uh, What's his name? Uh, Lindsey Lindsey Graham came out today and said, hey, and if you did offer an impeachment bill, it would be dead on arrival at the Senate. Well, no kidding. We all know it would never get through the Senate. We all know that, that there would never be a trial. We don't even think, I don't even think, you, look, you couldn't even find 22 Republicans defected from the measure to punish Adam Schiff as severely as he could have been punished. You couldn't well, even get you I don't know that he could have been punished. That's, you want to censure Schiff, fine. He abused his position. He absolutely lied to the public, and he did so. 
under the guise of being the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee like he had special information, and he didn't. It was a lie, and it was a gross abuse of position and power. But you want to add a $16 million fine, I'm not sure where the authority comes in that. I'm not going to have a lot of sympathy for him, but I'm not sure where the authority comes in where you can say, hey, you know what? We can uh, we can just find them because then it, that you really want to go down a death spiral for our country. You start giving Congress or letting Congress or assuming Congress has the ability to impose fines on members who do things they don't like. And you're just like, it, it'll be a disaster. The Constitution is does not provide for that as best I know. Okay, but my point remains. You couldn't even get Republicans to side up and agree with that. How are they going to agree to go impeach a president and coming up into the election season where all you're going to do is generate more sympathy for Joe Biden, not less? It's never going to pass anyway. What is the whole point of these impeachment articles that will go? They are destined to go nowhere before the ink is even dry on them. Well, look, we what is the, the point? The of Donald Trump weren't going to go anywhere, James. It's yes, but they tax. did go somewhere. Ah, uh-uh, they did go somewhere. Well, they you, did you go somewhere. You could probably get a vote to impeach Joe Biden in the House. You probably could. You get you, you send it over to the Senate, and they just kind of swat it away like a fly. There's certainly right, but the argument, I suppose, if you're looking for a justification for this, that seems premature. There could there needs to be more investigation because you don't want it to be just seen as you impeached our guy. We're going to impeach your guy. The argument would be, well, we're just launching an investigation. We're launching the investigation. The investigation needs to be launched, and it has been launched. It was not under the guise of an official impeachment inquiry. Now it is. Uh, I, I don't. I, I just think it's political, De- Derek. I can't hold it. It's just stupid, political stupidity. I just really. The most uh, most wounds, most injuries, most damaged under Republicans are self inflicted. That's just how it is. They're horrible at messaging. They can't handle basic. I mean, you're messaging liberty, and you can't do that. You can't do. You can't. How can you not message liberty? And instead of being <laughs> unified in on anything. You've got, well, and Republicans always do this. Democrats will introduce their bill for health care or whatever, and the Republicans will go, well, no, 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 no. We have our own bill. And they're like, okay, why? No, once you've just seated the, you introduce your own bill, you've seated the concept that government should be doing things. Shouldn't you be making the argument that government has no business in being a health insurance company or something like that or setting the parameters for that? No, they go, and then then you get the voters the choice. Well, you can vote for somebody offering you a dollar or somebody offering you fifty cents. You've already seeded the concept that the government should be giving you money, and you'd be an idiot not to vote for the person if you believe that. You'd be an idiot not to vote for the person offering you a dollar instead of fifty cents. It's just a a mess with these people. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get how half of them get elected. You watch them on TV, they're terrible. You listen to them talk, and you just think used car salesmen. You get some of them who are just weird, Democrats and Republicans. What, what was Eric Swalwell? What was the alternative to Eric Swalwell? I get it's a Democratic district. But was the other Democrats in the primary, were they like wadded up tissues full of mucus? Like, 
a dead dog somewhere? Like what? What was Eric Swalwell the better option of? When you look at Adam Schiff, I have the same question. What was the alternative? An old shoe? Because I think the old shoe would have been a little bit better. Oh, Derek Hunter on WABC with James Golden. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, folks. Eight hundred eight four eight WABC. We are coming back in a moment, so don't go away. The Saturday morning radio extravaganza is in your ears. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. You wouldn't answer James's question, though. Are you going to answer the question? It's not, not a reasonable question to ask when the President of the United States was involved, as this message seems to suggest in some sort of a coercive conversation for business dealing by a son. Is that something, if he wasn't, then maybe you should tell us. So here's the thing, I, and I appreciate the question. I believe my colleague uh, at the White House Council uh, has answered this question already, has dealt with this, has uh, uh, made it very clear. I just don't have anything to share outside of what my colleagues have shared, uh, and so I would refer you to him and the, D- and the DOJ. Just not going to comment from here. I will, what I can tell you is I know that my colleague has dealt with this. He, he uh, addressed this at the White House Council. I just don't have anything else to share. I just, I just answered the question. I just answered the question. Yes or no, was the president involved in the shakedown attack? Stephen, Stephen, I just answered the question. I just said, I just, this is, it's not up to you how I answer the question. I just answered the question by telling you my colleagues at the White House Council has dealt with this, and I would refer you to them. Go ahead. Can you just remind us what your colleague said from the White House Counsel so we have it? I would, I, would, I would refer you to them, and they will share their statement with all of you. About your statements from that podium. You've stated that the president stands by his comment from the 2020 campaign that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with his son. And you stood at that podium and you reaffirmed that. Do you stand by your reaffirmation? What I will say is nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. And I will leave it there. Anything else, I will refer you to the White House counsel. This is not a change? I just answered the question. You asked, You just asked me, do, does my statement change? I just told you nothing has changed. That's answering the question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Stephen. I'm calling on your colleague right now. Go ahead. Thank you. To, to follow up on my colleague, is there anything that you can say with regard to this text message and what the president's son was alleging? Was the president there or not? I would refer you to my colleagues at the White House Council. They have addressed this, and I refer you to them. This is what you get from this White House. This is stonewalling, like, like unbelievable stonewalling. Now, normally what would happen, Derek, after you've been stonewalled like that is the press would go out. All these reporters that were stonewalled would go out and write scathing stories about this. <laughs> and they'd, be, they'd be so annoyed. But it's just like, okay, okay, okay. Thanks for nothing. All right, we got to go play tennis tomorrow. We, 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 and we'll this see just, you at the this, cocktail party tonight. Yeah. I used to think that this woman was the worst press secretary that I had ever seen at the White House, but now I'm beginning to believe she's one of the most skilled. Because and no, I, no, I'm not. It kidding. takes brains to come off that stupid. 
it's not even that she's coming off that stupid. She's just that blatant. I'm just going to make a, a statement that I'm not going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you the statement over and over again. And I don't care what you ask me. I'm not going to tell you anything. Yeah. Republican press Republican press secretaries try, even in the face of unmitigated hostility, to answer the question. They'll try to rebut something. They'll try. This woman doesn't even bother trying to rebut it. I'm not going to answer it. I refer you to this person. I refer you to that person. There have been a couple of other times when there have been press inquiries that made the Biden administration look bad. And she's pulled the same sort of thing. That's why I say it matters what happens on Monday or Tuesday. Whenever the next press briefing is, are they still asking questions? It matters if, yeah, it's great that Ken Vogel tweeted what I'd read that he'd tweeted. It'd be much better if the uh, if the New York Times reporter wrote a story about it, or the New York Times wrote a story. But it doesn't have to be Ken Vogel. It would just be it would be so much better. But they haven't. They won't. Now it'll be interesting to see. A Saturday edition doesn't get nearly as well read as a Sunday edition. So maybe it'll show up later today, this afternoon. They they show up online to end up in the the Sunday edition. It'll be curious to see. But then what? Is it we checked the box, we did what was necessary, now we're moving on? Or is this something that they start doing? Because they all have the laptop. They all have access to the laptop. They all have access to the people on the laptop, associated with the laptop, where they can get more information. They all have access to what the Republicans in the House have discovered, have investigated, the testimony there from the whistleblowers from the IRS. They all have access to all of this. Will they do anything with it? That remains to be seen. And I bet a lot of them right now are sitting there going, geez, it looks, do I want to be, I don't want to be last, and I don't want to be first. And so you're sitting there in this game of chicken, kind of hoping it goes away so you don't have to decide what to do. But Let uh, me ask you, let, let me just turn to, let me turn away from this and turn overseas for a quick moment. Mm-hmm. This little business that's going on in Russia yeah, with uh, Prashogin's power grab and uh, Putin and and you, so you've got this now paramilitary force that is out. They're saying, uh, you know, the Russians murdered a bunch of my guys, and we're gonna go and take it to the Russians. And the Russian Putin saying, "I'm gonna kill you all. Screw you." <laughs> um, and he's warning though that this could be the end of Russia. This could be much like the uh, the revolution of 1917. That the Russian that destroyed the Russian Empire, so I don't know whether that's just hyperbole from Putin or whether he's actually concerned with it. This is the same Vladimir Putin who just recently moved nuclear uh, weaponry into Belarus. Mm-hmm. Are you at all concerned with what's going on with Russia, or is this just stuff that's happening over there? And yeah, it makes the headlines because eh, we got to print some foreign policy stuff. Is this of any concern to the United States? It is. Anytime you've got an unstable dictator with being threatened with the loss of power, you never know what he's going to do. And you'd like to think that, you know, as things were going, if, if the Germans had had the bomb and the last days in the bunker, Hitler would have used it. He would have used it on Germans. He would have used it against anybody and everybody. He would have launched it everywhere. They didn't have that, thank God. But Putin does. 
if he were to go down, if he were to genuinely feel threatened, if those the walls were in fact closing in, you'd like to you gotta assume he'd be insane enough to issue an order to use at least tactical nuclear weapons in the like in in the the battlefield or maybe even not against the forces advancing towards him in Moscow, but the the people of Ukraine, because to hell with them. You'd like to think that somewhere in the chain of command, because it isn't you know, the button policy, it's not really a button. You'd think someone in the chain of command near Putin would, would just go, it's one thing to talk about it, it's another to do it. And so if he makes the move to take this extreme step, we, we won't comply. We will stop him. You'd like to think that person exists, but you'd much rather never have to find out whether or not they exist. And The only uh, fear that I have in all of this is that if we think things are bad now, a Russia that is completely engulfed in a civil war mm-hmm. unleashes all sorts of unknown consequences, and you, you, you just alluded to that. And this could spiral out of control into in ways that we can't even foresee yet. Look, if Russia is, if if civil war breaks out in Russia and it's contained within Russia, I care a lot less than if it spills over and or they start using nuclear weapons. That's my concern. Russia is going to have to sort out what Russia wants to do on its own. It'd be nice if it were peaceful. Everybody remembers Boris Yeltsin getting up there when the uh, Soviet Union was collapsing and, and restoring calm pretty quickly after a couple of days. You'd like to think that cooler heads will prevail, but history has shown they don't always. So you you prepare for the worst and you hope for the best. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to grab a call or two, Derek. People want to talk to you, cat fights and impeachment and all sorts of things. James Goldman, a.k.a. Certainly with you here. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, 800 848 WABC. June 24th, 2016. Drake, longest running. Number one single. 11 straight weeks with one dance. Coming back on WABC right after this. Don't go away. This is the Saturday Morning Radio Extravaganza. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Rod Stewart brings us back. Earlier we talked about Olivia Newton-John's physical voted as the sexiest song of all time. This is, uh, she beat out this one. This was one of the candidates in the top ten. Also, Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On, Donna Summer's Hot Stuff. 
and they still didn't get the sexiest one of all time. Anyway, Derek Hunter is with us on WABC. Derek, let's take some calls. Let's go to uh, Pamela in New Jersey. Pamela, how are you this morning? Good morning. Um, Yeah, I disagree with not doing impeachment. Um, Evil has to be recognized, even if you're outnumbered, and it must be documented for future historical documentation. And you think that the evil that is in this administration is not being documented? The only way to document it is with impeachment. Well, it's good that they're coming up with more evidence. That will be helpful. But impeachment is there for 100 years from now. I would want to go down as one of the people who uh, try to stop the evil that exists right now in our government. But impeachment is a loaded word. I agree with you. Evil must be, be called out and must be punished. But if you, you start under the guise of we're, we're starting an impeachment inquiry, we're going to look into this, um, you've set expectations. You've set the finish line, essentially, in, in maybe not in legal terms, but in expectation terms. And politics is as much about messaging and expectations as anything. So now you've got the clock ticking, whereas if they just continued to do invest, it also gives the Democrats a chance to say, look, this is just political. This is just political, a witch hunt. So even if you do find something, there's going to be a group of people who aren't going to hear it because they've been conditioned to just believe this is political. it You could continue doing investigations, and they absolutely should, and then when you discover something, you elevate it to the level of an impeachment inquiry. When you actually have something ironclad, allegations, they're certainly very serious. They're certainly very serious, but they aren't proof of anything. You've got to be able to prove it. And you're dealing with overseas wire transfers, which are difficult to trace. You're also dealing with overseas wire transfers from hostile and or corrupt countries and bank records trying to, to trace back those records through those countries and through those circumstances makes it all the more difficult. So whatever they do, it, to prove it is going to take a while. They didn't need to say that they're announcing an impeachment inquiry. Just think about the way you did it when with Democrats. They decided to impeach Donald Trump over the phone call about Ukraine. Now we're learning more that that was more a defensive move. They moved quickly to impeach him over January 6th. They already knew the conclusion. They went through the formalities. And if you're trying to say, look, those people, those Democrats are corrupt partisans, you do your best not to look like them as best you can. There's ways to get this done without labeling it an impeachment so that they then label it as defensive. Let me just add another thing here. The impeachment that uh, that Bobert brought up was for immigration. Mm-hmm. Really? Way to go off message. I mean, right now, the day that we're finally getting some stuff in the press about we, uh, the day that the Republicans are getting pr- stuff in the press about Hunter, here we come. Oh, let's get him on immigration. Well, we've all known the immigration under Joe Biden has been pathetic, and we've all known that they've not followed the law. We've even though the Supreme Court, by the way, this week just gave them a victory over two states that had wanted action on immigration. So, I again, I just think it's, look, the reason that the framers put impeachment in was that it was supposed to be a very serious, this was the pinnacle of how you get justice if you have a rogue president. 
And the reason that it was such a threat to Richard Nixon was because there were the votes to actually impeach him, which is why he resigned. Had it gone to a trial in the Senate, according to the way things were looking, he would have been the first president of the United States successfully impeached. No, you know, well, he we, would have been convicted. Impeachment Convicted, that's what I mean. Con- yes, yeah, successfully impeached with a conviction. Right now, to me, the only thing that's looking like, it's look, the, the impeachment process is being weakened. Every time one of these stupid measures comes up and you don't get a conviction out of it and it's just more kabuki theater in, with it weakens the actual process of impeachment. Mm-hmm. I think it doesn't do the country any good. I think it desensitizes people to the serious nature of what impeachment is supposed to be. And if you can't get a conviction, then don't bother bringing up the charges. Pamela, let's give you the last word. You've been very patient. Oh, thank you. Um, I understand what you're saying, and believe me, I've been up against City Hall. I work for the school system. And Uh-oh. I won't go into details, but I know what a going up against City Hall is all about in this woke atmosphere. So I understand their strategy do, to it. And I understand the Freedom Caucus is doing a good job trying to get to the crux when they're outnumbered. And I'm waiting to wait for that. But I do believe impeachment is there for this reason. And it's the way we document evil. Okay. And you know what? I don't care Got if it. it's too soon, too late, whatever. It has to be recognized early on. We can't just sit there and say, oh, we can't be like them. Oh, we're beyond the street fight. We're beyond that. Let's wake up. Okay. Pamela, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Robert in Suffolk, you're up next. WABC, we're on with James Golden, a case nerdy, and Derek Hunter. It is our Saturday morning radio extravaganza here on WABC. How are you? How are you, Robert? I'm hanging in there. Robert. Uh, good morning. Good. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, for two things. First is that Derek, his immediate situation with the cat bite, mm-hmm. I rescue feral and abandoned pets, cats. So yeah. one time I had a cat, I still do, that uh, I took him to the vet because he needed to be treated for serious cyst infected on his head from bitten by another animal, a cat or something. And while at the vet, he escaped from the exam table, and he got into a cabinet. So it was up to me to get him out of the cabinet and back onto the exam table. Well, he turned his head around. Uh, I didn't quite have a view, and he bit my index finger right at the first knuckle behind the nail. Is that where you were bitten? Uh, no, I was it's bitten in the creatures. middle finger on both sides, uh, in the not in the joint, sort of in the middle of the t- sides of the tip. I am is on a moxicillin now. I am on antibiotics. Is it between, is it between the knuckles? Uh, it's the the tip. It's halfway up the tip, the last knuckle, the last joint. It hurts. Okay. What does it make it? <laughs> it hurts like hell. But I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I know that you don't want to get it in. Look, the whole finger is kind of swollen. I've only taken one. I take them every 12 hours. So in another hour, I will take my second amoxicillin. How long did it take for you? I assume you got some antibiotics right away? Yes. The antibiotics were for 10 days. However, it took a month to fully heal the injury. Mm. Because he bit Whoa. 
What'd you do with, with that cat? It sounds like he physically What'd damaged you your cat? joint. It sounds like he physically damaged your joint, right? Yes. Yeah, yes, no, it was not bit into the joint. I'm Robert. The, the infection goes yes. away. What did you do with that wild, that wild feral animal? Never mind. Oh. You came oh, with Time is up already. Well, Derek, I... <laughs> Oh, really? Well, Derek, look, I hope your uh, finger heals up for you, and because that's a very important finger, Derek. It is. It's one of my big you know, communication and I'm sure tools. He, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll catch up during the week uh, and just, where can people find you, Colin? Where can they find your podcast, Derek? Townhall.com, four days a week podcast uh, just search Derek Hunter podcast or go to patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast and I'll speak to you later today James all right sounds good James Golden aka Snurley we are here on WABC talk radio 77 hour number one in the can if you're on hold stay on hold we've got more coming up a lot more so don't go away